Loving Liberty Network is excited to present Ask an Immigrant, a weekly radio show by Lydia Wallace Nuttall and immigrants from all over the world who share their personal stories as to why they came to America. Lydia is the author of Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution, and an executive board member for We the Kids, with the mission to put God back into America's history and to inspire kids to value liberty and our United States Constitution and to be proud to be Americans. Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to Ask an Immigrant. This show is dedicated to helping us and of course our rising generation to value and appreciate and have gratitude for what we have in this country. I love being an American. I'm proud to be an American. You can be too. And I'm so excited to have Steve with us on Ask an Immigrant. Steve is from a country that starts with an I and it's not Italy. But if any of you know anyone from Italy, I would like to interview an immigrant from Italy to America because I haven't done that yet. So Steve, why don't you tell us where you are from? Well, thanks. Uh, good to be here. I am from Ireland, born and raised in Ireland. Which is wonderful. So he is my very first to interview from that great country of Ireland. So Steve, you live here in America now. How long yeah. have you lived here? I came to America in 2010, so it's been 12 years and a couple of months now since uh, okay. I moved here. Yeah. And so why did you come? Great question. Well, I was 29 <laughs> when I moved to America, and um, I came um, for grad school. So I graduated from Trinity College in Dublin in Ireland in 2010 and was considering my options. Uh, the economy at the time was still quite bad. I liked the idea of grad school, and I knew some people here in Utah. So um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and had some connections here, and I, I liked the idea of grad school. So I went to BYU in Provo, Utah, and I did a master's in accounting there. And that's really what I came here for, and then I stayed for work, and um, I'm very, very happy here in America. Well then, so would it be safe for me to summarize your answer as you came for educational and then economic exactly. opportunities? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, good. I'm looking at my globe. I have one here on my desk because I can keep track of everybody and where you all came from. And Ireland is really tiny. Ireland is... Um, it's well, it's not that tiny. A third of the size of Utah. Yeah, I'm looking. It's kind of the size of uh, maybe South Carolina. Um, looks kind of around that size-ish. So we're, we're really happy, though, to have you on Ask an Immigrant. And so what got you thinking? I mean, did you ever dream that you would ever come to America to begin with? Was it just the economic? I mean, the grad school, was that the whole thing that triggered your desire to go to America? And it was it, did you get a scholarship? I mean, why? I mean, there are plenty of other countries to go to for grad school, yeah? Of course there are, yeah. And there's lots of great grad school opportunities in Ireland and Britain. And um, for me, um, no, when I was younger, when I was a kid, I never imagined I might live in, in the United States and in, uh, in the West and... Um, I, I really envisioned my future in Ireland, somewhere close to where my family was. It's a nice place to live, and uh, you know I'm very connected to them. 
And uh, really, it was kind of later in life. It was even when I was in um, university in Ireland in my mid-20s, I was still thinking, oh, London is probably that's the place to go for business and accounting. So I studied accounting. And that's what I had in mind. I even interviewed with accounting firms there and uh, what have you. And then uh, the decision to come to America was a little bit of a, a later development, but I'm certainly very happy to be here. I'm really glad I've made the move. And, um, you know, we can talk about what I like and don't like and all those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Let's start first. What were your first impressions then when you flew here? I'm assuming you just came here cold yeah. turkey. Like you didn't come to visit and check things out and go, hmm, do I really want to go grad school here? Well, it I sounds to me. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had been to America several times before okay. then. Um, so I moved in 2010, but I had visited America several times. My first ever time to come to America was when I was 17. Um, so when I was 16, I ran the Dublin Marathon um, uh, with a friend of my dad's. My dad was going to do it, but he was injured. And I was ran it, and I met a girl from Boston while we were running the marathon. She was over with her mom doing that, and we kept in touch. And, but I went to so visit So was this them. the Boston... Was this the Boston Marathon then that you ran no, in? Dublin Marathon. So the Dublin, Dublin Marathon. Marathon. But there's someone from Boston running. That's right. Yeah. The I Dublin Marathon. Okay. Because yeah. we have a marathon too in Boston, as everyone knows. Yeah, you know, I know. Um, so yeah, so I met a person from America. It was the first American I'd ever met, and I went and visited her family and her in Boston, um, in Cape Cod, really, in Massachusetts. And my first ever experience of America was this. When I got off the plane at Logan International Airport in Boston, I was walking up the gangway into the terminal, and there were two American police officers. And I had only ever seen this kind of thing in movies, American movies. But they, had, they both had guns on their hips, and they had these big badges and these American police hats. And in Ireland, the police don't have uh, firearms, you know. And I, I had this surreal feeling like I was in an American movie, you know, walking <laughs> the gang. It was an African-American police officer and a white guy, and they were talking to each other and laughing about something. I just felt like I was in a movie, really. That was my first ever, that was my very first experience on American soil. Was that, that's a fun memory, for sure. So do you have other ones, like... Uh, any cultural shocks that you had or like, oh, that's interesting or, huh, this is different. We don't have that in Ireland or. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of that. Yeah. Lots and lots of those things. Um, oh, you know, it, from the simple things like the food, when I moved over here, there's so much more variety. Like that was a, you know, a real shock to me. Like uh, what I found really interesting, I came to Utah, you know, 12 years ago. And people would tell me, oh, it's a shame, you know, we don't really have a lot of food variety here. If you go to San Francisco or Los Angeles or Phoenix or somewhere, you, there's all sorts of things. But my imp I was shocked at how much there is in Utah compared to Ireland. Like if you want to go eat Afghan food or Ethiopian stuff or French or Mexican or whatever you want to find, there's, it's here. You know? But the, the difference in perspective is interesting to me because in Ireland, most towns will have a Chinese restaurant and an Indian restaurant. And, and that's, that's our it. foreign food, you know. <laughs> and uh, in Dublin, you can get some different things, but uh, certainly, you know, there's a lot of variety there. But yeah, very different experience. America is this fabulous melting pot of people from everywhere, you know. And uh, so definitely that struck me. That was something. There were some quirky little, like, cultural things, like in Ireland. Uh, I don't know if you might know this already, but when 
I didn't even realize this, but when, when someone is leaving your house in Ireland, you stand at the door until they're kind of out of sight. They get in their car and they're driving away and then you go back into your house. And it was never said that this is what we do, but that's just what you do. You know, you stand at the door, you wave them off and they go. And when I came over here in 2010, I met with some old friends, had a really nice dinner with them, uh, Americans here, you know, in Utah. Really nice dinner with them. We had a great time. We were catching up. It was all very nice and sentimental. And we said our goodbyes and hugs. And then I walked out the front door and I was two feet away from the front door and the door closed behind me. <laughs> and my, I had the shiver go up my spine and I turned around and I wondered if I had insulted them somehow. Oh, dear. If I had done something, you know. And that was not the case, obviously. But it was just, yeah, just a different, little cultural difference. <laughs> we, I guess... Part, we just end oh, our uh, association with others, our visits, more um, abruptly or more quicker. Or <laughs> it's like yeah, door it's closed, the end. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I find Americans to be very friendly and uh, nice. I love their optimism and their how outgoing they are. And uh, yeah, so overall, one wonderful experience here in America so far. And but little things, you know. A lot we have in common. We speak the same language for the most part and spell some things a little differently. I drive in Ireland, we drive on the left side of the road. And uh, here it's the right, you know, little things like that. Yeah, that's that that would be different. Um, how long did it take you to get used to driving on the right side of the road? Oh, the, the right <laughs> side of the road. Well, you know, it's a little adjustment, but in America, you've got wider roads and bigger parking spaces and you know, it's a, it's a little easier. In Ireland, there's a lot of windy little roads. So I think adjusting from going on the left to driving on the right was not a huge problem. My first car here in America was a car that I got for $1,500, a 1992 Honda Accord that I bought in 2010. And, and I was ripped off. I think it wasn't worth 1500 bucks, but I loved it. It was my <laughs> first ever car. You know, I was 29. I got my first ever car when I was 29 here in America, this 18-year-old Honda Accord. And it was a stick shift, and so I had to learn to shift gears with my other hand, you know, just a little bit. Oh, that's true, because your steering wheel and your cars are on the left side, yeah. Yes. It's on the right side, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on on the left. You're on the right. You're on the right side, yeah. (laughs) So do you attribute to – could I attribute the – huge variety of, for instance, the ability to eat different kinds of nationality, uh, different countries' foods, um, and things like that, to our size? I mean, if Ireland were bigger, do you think there'd be more nationalities, and then hence you'd have more than just Chinese and Indian food? Yeah. I would, uh, like, Japan is an enormous country with 120-something million people, um, but there's not a lot of variety there. It's a very homogenous place. China, you know, 1.4 1.4 billion, and there's not a lot of variety or very homogenous country by, you know, there, there are small cultures there, you know, uh, minorities, really monoculture for the most part, whereas the United States is a very large country with 330 million people, but it's just the nature of what the United States is. Like it's a country made up of people who have come from every corner of the world, and, and that's why, and the other large countries are like that necessarily. China, different histories and how they've developed. And so, but I'd say it's what the United States is. Like every year, 
several million people come to the United States. Uh, yeah, so true. Have you been? Have you been to Asia? Yeah, I traveled quite a bit. I really enjoy traveling. I've been to 50-something countries around there, and I've been to Japan and Uzbekistan and you know Siberia and around oh my the Middle goodness. East. I've a lot of time in Jordan. I helped run a charity and nonprofit there for a few summers. Years back, I've been to. I grew up with a, a close family friend from Iran, Shireen, a very good friend of my dad. My dad worked at the university in Dublin. And um, she was a refugee from the Iranian Revolution. And she came there and we grew up knowing her, my brothers and I, knowing this nice lady and told us all about Iran and how wonderful it was. And, but also how shocking the government there is. They, you know, they uh, treated her and her family terribly. You know, we won't get into that. But, but I went and visited Iran and uh, other places in the Middle East. Um, I've enjoyed traveling. And uh, that's traveling, did you do a lot of that traveling before you were 29 and chose America to go to grad school? Yeah. Or was this after? I've continued to travel since, but like when I was, I started traveling when I was 17, 18, I lived in England for a couple of years and then I was a missionary for my church. I, you know, baptized and converted to the church I'm a member of now. Where did you go to on your mission? At Germany years in Germany. Well, you really have been around. For the first time ever uh, in Germany when I was 17. I was working there for a summer at Audi plant, putting cars together. So you worked for Audi, did you say an Audi plant, a car plant, putting cars together? Yeah, in the area, so I worked just for two months. I worked there. People did that between, you know, in the summers, you know, between semesters and all that. I traveled a little bit. Yeah. So, out of all these countries that you've visited, do you have? Um, how has that changed your perspective regarding liberty or bondage? That's a good question. Oh. Well. And speak you know, really loud so that we can all hear you, because this sounds like you're going to give us a really good answer, and we want to hear every word. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, what I've experienced, number one, in traveling um, around the world, I've been to 50 countries, which is about a quarter of the countries in the world. The first thing I notice is that people, individuals everywhere, are human beings. You know, they're, they want the same things for their family. They want their children prosper and go to college and be happy and get marry and have families. And I love learning that. It might sound like a very, very obvious thing, but I love learning that people of the world around are the same, you know, and have the same human desires, we're made of the same stuff. And then the second thing that I started to imagine was, as wonderful as it is to visit Iran and Uzbekistan and places like this, the beautiful architecture and history and scenery and all sorts of things and food, fabulous food and nice little cultural things. Uh, what I what I try to do when I when I travel is imagine not just what it's like to be a tourist there, to go and see their beautiful things and to have my European or American money with me, but to imagine what would it be like to be an ordinary person in this country, to be a working class person 
in Syria, where I've, I've been to Syria before the war started, or Jordan, or even to be a working class person in Germany or Poland or Ireland, what is life like in, in these places? And the more that I tried to think about it that way, the more I appreciated the, where I'm from. Like I was born in a free, peaceful country, and um, you know where you could express yourself, where there was opportunity, um, where people can prosper peacefully, unmolested by government interference or censorship or things like that. And then my the reason why I've chosen, you know, I voted with my feet. You know, I've made the decision to be here in America to not be where my family is. I love my family, and I love Ireland. You know, my home, where I've grown up, and I'm going to travel there this Saturday. So, you know, tomorrow I'll fly to Ireland for three weeks. And I'm excited to wow. For Christmas. But, You'll be home for Christmas. Exactly. I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm, I love going. Ireland is a wonderful country. It's a nice country. It's a first world country. It's a free country. But America is on another level. I really, uh, I've decided to live my life here in America and to be here for now, at least. And the opportunities that I have here. So my grandfather delivered coal on a horse and cart. You know, that's just two generations ago. That was his job, what he did. And, um, and my grandfather on the other side was a school teacher. And, uh, you know, and they worked and they were respectable, good people. But the opportunities that I have now, like that, that's my heritage, I'm no kind of privilege or anything like that. And now I get to live in the United States. I mean, Ireland has prospered and, and done so well since then. We learned hard lessons and they liberalized the economy there and reduced tax rates and the burdens on people. And Ireland has problems, but it's come a long way. But even now, even with Ireland being this wonderful, great, rich country, it's still, it's so much easier to prosper and work and live here in the United States for me. There, I bought a house, you know, this year, uh, first house I've ever owned. And to have a property like this, it's not that special. It's 2,100 square feet and it's a new house, you know, but it's not, not anything fabulous. Have that, the same house in Dublin and Ireland would cost three times as much. It would be unaffordable. There would be no way, wow. you know, on my income, which is a good income, like I'm an accountant and I make good money, but I couldn't hope to have this kind of space. And like my cute little goddaughter in Ireland, who I love, little Fia, you know, I, I said, you know, send them pictures of the house when it was being built, and she called it the something like the, the Barbie magic fantasy house, you know, the <laughs> unimaginably amazing house, you know, and um, and that kind of helps me put it in perspective. Like I, there's just so many wonderful things about the United States. Uh, now, the density of culture, like in Ireland, I grew up next to castles and old abbeys and piles of stones that were thousands of years old, and there's not as much of that here in the United States. But when it comes to the economic and political and social system that I have to live in, it's really so much easier to get ahead here in the United States. Hard work, entrepreneurialism, um, and effort are rewarded here like, like nowhere else. So... Um, I don't want to give too long an answer to your question, but uh, <laughs> that summarizes it. So are you saying that because the political, economic, uh, governmental differences between the United States of America and Ireland, that's what uh, has influenced 
even the cost of living or of, of buying a house in Ireland versus here in America? Absolutely. So if I were to move to Ireland now and have the same kind of job with the same title and want to live near the capital city, which is where all the work is, uh, I would earn less money uh, for sure. Um, and um, I would live in a smaller house, an older house. My electricity bills would be twice as much. Gas would cost two to three times as much. Um, everything is more expensive. Not, not everything. Like eating out in a restaurant might be about the same. The clothes are about twice as expensive. Like a nice pair of jeans here in America, you know, it's 80 bucks, 100 bucks. And there it might cost you 150 bucks for, for that. So you earn less money. Everything costs a little more. And you pay higher taxes. And, uh, you know, and there are pros and cons to that, too. There's a universal health care there, which... You know, the quality of healthcare is not as good as the United States, but, you know, if you are the poorest of the poor, you have access to that, you know, and so there's pros and cons. But on the whole, if a person is able to work, you know, if they want to create their own life, and, um, and there are so many more advantages to, to being here in the United States. Crucially, the huge disadvantage is, like, a lot of the people I love are in Ireland. You know, my family yeah. But I get lots of time off work here. I go home twice a year. Modern technology is so helpful. Um, I get to, you know, video chat with family and friends there every week. Talk to my parents a couple of times a week and my brothers and friends. So that makes uh, that makes things a little easier. Of course, I'd love to, you know, tow Ireland a little closer to the United States or <laughs> trade That'd be nice. That would be nice, but it is, like you mentioned, it is nice to live in an era where uh, in in a matter of under a day, you can be in Ireland and be with oh, your absolutely. family and friends yeah. and loved ones, and of course, you've got, you know, other ways of communicating with them um, to keep those ties yeah. tied, which it's is wonderful. Like the old days where people in Ireland would leave. Ireland has a long history of immigration and People would leave and they'd never be heard from again or they would never come back or there might be a, yeah. a letter would arrive once a year from Australia or Canada or the United States. But now with technology and uh, prosperity, it's much easier to keep in touch and get home whenever I really want to. Yeah, it connects us. We're more connected. As a, as a world population, we're easily connected to each other Absolutely. because of technology. Yeah. Well, thank heavens for that. Well, we're so glad that you came here to America. I am so happy that we were able to have you on Ask an Immigrant. I do have a favorite final question that I love to ask everyone that is on Ask an Immigrant, and that is if you had a one-minute message to share with Americans today, especially with our American young people, you know, our yeah. single adults um, and, and kids that are still in uh, grade school, what would that message be? Wow, well, thanks for asking that question. Well, I suppose I can only speak from my own experience, but I would say that um, I would ask young people in America to consider the question, why do millions and millions and millions of people all around the world, from Latin America, Europe, Africa, Asia, why does everyone, not have, why do all these millions of people choose to come to the United States? And I can say why I chose to come to the United States. The United States is prosperous like no other place on earth. Quality of life in the United States, even for people who don't make very much money, 
is is quite something. It's quite incredible that the space that people live in, um, the opportunities for work, the access to uh, culture and places to, to move and live and, and certain freedoms like in the First Amendment, Second Amendment, other things like this are very important and are not universal. They're not in every free country. And um, so I would just, you know, encourage um, young people who might be listening to this to, to appreciate those things. Like, why is it that, that all these people from all around the world move here? I've chosen to come here and be and live in the United States because it gives me... Uh, now, money is not everything. Like, I'm motivated by culture. When I came here to the United States, I was worried that I wouldn't have enough time off work because I enjoy, you know, spending time with family, spending time with friends, and traveling, enjoying the good things in life. And But I decided to come here to the United States because um, the quality of life here is just like nowhere else. It's really wonderful. And it's not accidental that that is here. It's because of the constitutional framework and the specifics of the United States Constitution and economic arrangement that there is. And every country has problems, social and economic problems, and we have a duty to our fellow man to, to help each other, and I do that, volunteer at the homeless shelter here in Salt Lake City and uh, you know, give, give money to friends and, and family, anyone who needs it whenever possible. And, you know, there, we have a duty to our fellow man, and there, America is not without issues and problems, but it's really a beautiful place. And I would caution people about wanting to change something that has generated. Where does all this prosperity come from? It comes from that system. And if we seek to turn that on its head or get rid of it or fundamentally change it, and then we will change. We will change what it does. And I would be very, very hesitant to, uh, to um, encourage anyone to want to make fundamental changes to the United States like that the engine of our prosperity, like our capitalist economic system and our system of federal government and the most important parts of the Bill of Rights, I think we really should keep those as our core values because that's where this fabulous prosperity comes from. And that is the greatest welfare for, for the poor. Um, you know, people, you know, my ancestors, many of them left Ireland and came to the United States and they weren't looking for anyone to give them free things. They were just looking to come here free and prosper and work hard and have title to the property and income that they earned were rightfully theirs. So America is a beautiful country. There are certainly little things I would change. Um, there would be some more Irish foods I would have here and things like that. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm happy to be here, and the proof in that is I voted with my feet. I've decided to leave my home that I love. Ireland's a beautiful country. Everyone should go there, experience it. And to come here and, and be here in the United States, I'm certainly happy to be here. I hope that answers your question. Uh, yes, it <laughs> really did. That was a beautiful, beautiful words of wisdom uh, for you to share with all of us. So um, thank you so much, uh, Steve, for your time, um, for uh, all the thoughts you've shared with us, your story of why you came here and why you're still here and of your world travels and what you've learned in all your traveling to different countries. I can't believe you've been to 50 of them is amazing. I can't wait to put Ireland on my bucket list. <laughs> great. You go. And yeah, uh, yeah. Where to go and what to do. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, have a great trip visiting your family tomorrow Thanks and, so um, uh, just, 
carry on with the great work you're doing. And well, thanks for having me. It's been nice chatting with you. We can certainly do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Well, everyone else, uh, to everyone who's listening, if you or someone you know is an immigrant to America and you would like to share your story on Ask an Immigrant, or if you have grandparents, parents have immigrated here and maybe they're feeling a little bit gun shy about being interviewed um, and recorded and being on a podcast, um, you can certainly share their story for them. Uh, you can contact me at Lydia at LovingLiberty.net. That's L-Y-D-I-A at LovingLiberty.net. So go forth and stand up today for liberty in your life. <laughs>